What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, Dustin, is that you? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, I guess, let's see. Yo. Yeah. One pound. I didn't get to use the one two seven four six seven. I just did one pound. Oh, one pound. Okay. Why for later? I'm thinking just do the, the interview and upload it. To blog talk when it's back up. That shouldn't be a problem at all. Okay. If you do it like that and it's a shorter, I can just make it um a video and put it on YouTube. Right. You still hear me? Let's two hour one. Let's two hour ones take me four hours to load in my YouTube. All right. Jason, you on? What's up? I'm on. Hey, I'm, right. uh, I was able to get Mr. Milton. He had already talk, called into a blog talk, so I'm texting him now, and he has this number and uh, call ID and everything, so he's about to call. Oh, okay. Was he, was he able to get through on the other one? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to him on it. Wow, that's so weird. But it was, it was, it was still acting funky, so. Like dropping and stuff. Mine kept. Mine couldn't get the host or the um the regular line to call talk. Hey Jason, what I'm thinking is just let's just have a do the interview, record the interview on here, hopefully. And uh, and yeah, we up. and we can put something together later. Yeah. Even if I mean, even if we just upload the interview to YouTube or whatever, I mean that's fine. Or we can try to do a podcast when this is sticks and and put the interview in with it. Yeah, maybe do it, maybe Friday or something. Yeah, that's cool. All right, we'll see how it goes. Or, or heck, I, w I might would even do a Saturday one right before the game or something, or right after. Yeah. Yeah, y'all can just, about Just, just bull crap about the game and throw his interview in. Well, I'll be in Green Coast Springs but Saturday, but. Well, nobody, nobody care where you'll be. I mean, y'all can do it. <laughs> we might do it. We'll see. Okay. I can maybe call it depends if I'm driving back I can call in. Maybe maybe. I don't know. Well we'll figure it out. Let's just go ahead and get him on. Yeah, that's cool. It'll be kind of bare bones, but it'll be it'll be something to on here anyway for sure. Cause I think it's recording now, so we'll have to try to I can cut it. Hopefully yeah, we can cut that crap. Cut this and then yeah. Y'all help me out on this now, okay? Because I don't. Y'all know more stuff on him than I do. Got you, man.
Was that the only uh, Twitter question? I had I had someone <laughs> ask what's his favorite cigar. I swear. Favorite cigar? Man, come on. He's got. What he says? <laughs> he was stupid crap. <laughs> hey, he's got legit questions. If he had put tweeted something. Hey, maybe maybe he's a cigar aficionado. You never know. I swear, I couldn't believe it was doing that. How does it sound, by the way? Because I'm just on the computer right now. I can hear you live. The other stuff is like a five-second delay for me, so. Huh. Yeah, it actually it actually sounds just as good. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't I don't want to go back to you on this, but. Right. Yeah, this looks totally bare bones to me right now. Yeah, it is. Like it's straight up. It's basically a straight up conference call set up. Honestly, instead, even though it says studio, I'm, I'm glad you downloaded Chrome because I got on there. I was like, I don't know what the crap to do. Yeah, it was. I've never seen a website say you have to download or you have to use this browser. I have. Unless, I have. Unless TalkShoe is owned by Google, maybe or something. I don't know. Doubt it very seriously. I think Sherman said that they might room together. Sherman and Milton, by the way. Didn't they say that in the last podcast that we haven't heard? C559. I think I'm assuming that's it. Yeah. 7799899. Mr. Milton, how are you? Excellent. How you doing? Oh, man. Well, after freaking out with the other website messing up on this, uh, uh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like that sometimes. Man, I tell you. Well, um, I appreciate you joining joining us tonight, man. Uh, joining us here on Field Street Forum Live. Uh, I'm the host, uh, Drayton. Uh, you've been talking with Jason and, uh, I guess, maybe uh, Dustin as well. So, But we are certainly glad to have you join us tonight. Um, Tell us, uh, I guess let's just get right to it, man. The, uh, <laughs> we, are, we are very stoked to have your young man deciding to become a Georgia Bulldog. And uh, tell us a little bit about that whole recruitment process and what was it that kind of made Georgia the place that you guys want to, you know, can have him continue for the next three to four years. All right, well, we, we've been, I can say, officially, officially on this recruiting trail since eighth grade. He received his first scholarship offer, Division One scholarship offer, January 1st of his eighth grade year, as a matter of fact. I think he was 12 years old um, at the time. So we, we, we've been on this trek for a while, man. And, you know, through the years, the offers just kind of piled up, and and we we never really – buckled down or, you know, put laser focus on anybody until we probably got into his sophomore year where he really started breaking it down. And, you know, obviously Georgia was one of the finalists with three other big schools, um, two other SEC and one Big Ten school. And really, you know, e each school, respectively, I'll say, they, they were, I mean, great programs. You can't fault mm -hmm. any one of them. 
it was just something about the 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 aura that was in Athens. I mean, they they checked every single box, and it was just the feel, man. Like I don't know, it was you you felt energized. You felt as if the 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 whole coaching staff, including the head coach, was you know was a hundred percent down to earth, like truly a player's coach, right? Um, the position coach, Coach McGee, it really speaks for itself. You know, four guys mm-hmm. rushing over a thousand yards in the last two years. That box pretty much, you x that box out. It's nothing to talk about in that situation. It's just you know. So to the academics, to the the alumni network, it just just everything everything fit. Period. Right. Right. Uh, when when was y'all's first visit to Georgia? When did you first check out Athens and everything? That would have been in April um, G-Day. That was our unofficial visit. That's the first time we touched down in Athens. And to be honest, once he really kind of, kind of, um, you know, put his put his thumbprint on Athens and said, "This is where I want. This is where I want to visit." I mean, it was kind of mm-hmm. it was kind of random. You know, it was like, "Wow, Georgia." You know, we hadn't really talked about it a lot, and you know, our oldest son played college football here in the Mountain West, so. We never really paid any attention to the other schools other than the ones you hear about all the time, Bama, the Clemsons, or whatever. So it was kind of, okay, well, let's see what they're talking about. And, oh, my gosh, once we went to Athens in April, it was, okay, all right, I, I, I see. I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much did the uh, kind of the, you know, the, the RBU, the, the history of the, the lineage of the running back position at Georgia, how much did that – play into it if at all um like I said looking at looking at coach McGee and you know obviously I know Herschel Walker right I can't right. say that I can't say that Kendall is familiar with Herschel Walker unless he goes <laughs> back and look at YouTube films so when we when we talk about old school running backs coming from Georgia <laughs> Todd Gurley that would be the old school running back for him right <laughs> so I mean if you know these 17 year old kids right so right you know, looking at looking at Gurley and seeing Chubb and Sony Michelle and then seeing Swift. I mean, that's pretty much the lineage that he knows. That's the RBU what makes sense to him and seeing the productivity that those guys had and and continue to have with Swift still being there. That's you know that's what made him say, okay, I can see myself toting the rock behind that monstrous line. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my next question. Now. <laughs> How much did having Coach Pittman and those stud stud linemen in front of him, you know, that he'll he'll they'll be in front of him the next three to four years, uh, right. that had to play a, a nice role into it. Seeing that playing with those guys, and and I think so. What was what was really cool, which was really different than from any other program, is I can honestly say Coach Pittman was very very active in the recruitment of Kendall as well. And I think that was huge. You know, um, as a as a running back or a father of a running back, I want the – personally, I want the offensive line coach to be just as excited because I need him to protect him. And so because he knew Kendall, because he, you know, watched this film and knew tendencies and all of that type of stuff, and the simple fact that, you know, he was excited about having him potentially run behind his guys, that that really that really was helpful and that honestly says a lot about the camaraderie between the different positions and position coaches at the program. Mm-hmm. Um, 
did you guys you guys were able to make it to Notre Dame for an official or was that no we did our official in June that's when we did our official and okay. uh, we 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 just we literally did a 24 hour turnaround it wasn't we weren't even in Athens for 24 hours and <laughs> so we came strictly to watch the game and left and came right back to California oh wow what well, oh, tell us yeah. We talked to uh, a couple of folks last week. I don't know if you know some of the guys, but one of the 2021 linemen, uh, Micah Morris from Camden County, Georgia. Uh, we talked to him last week and uh, and just just you know just hadn't seen anything like that before. What what was kind of your your takeaway from the atmosphere and everything from from game day? You know, obviously Georgia Notre Dame is huge, anyways, but you know, Georgia just went all out with that with that game, and then what what were kind of your thoughts from the from the Saturday game? I mean, one word it was it was just stupid. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the The atmosphere was wild. The energy was wild. Just the 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 the, the air. Just the it, it was it was wild. Um, get your, you know, like I said, my, my oldest son played in the Mountain West for Fresno State, so we had an opportunity to come down and play Alabama. So, you know, that was a pretty cool experience. But I think from this vantage point to see Saturday night football in the SEC by way of the University of Georgia, it, done deal. It was it was just stupid. Um, the, the, the way, the, the energy that comes from the fans, oh, my gosh, Dog Nation is just something else. They, they've been nothing but welcoming to, to Kendall and the rest of the family. They've really adopted and embraced all of us to the point to where, you know, my oldest son that's playing his um, grad year at a school in Colorado, I mean, they're, they're checking up on him the same way they're checking on Kendall. And my, my cousin that wrote Kendall's um, commitment song, they've adopted him to the, to the dog family. So to, to come down there in Athens and to see, okay, this stuff goes beyond social media. Like we're walking down the street and these guys, these folks, men and women alike, know our family by name. And it, it, it was just a, it was a, a, a heck of an experience. It was a heck of an experience. And for Kendall's words, Kendall said he was repeatedly reminded why he chose to be a bulldog. Right. Right. That that's awesome, man. Um uh, I I will say I got I, I was very happy to see in the commitment video not only becoming a Georgia Bulldog, but also a fellow Jeep uh I guess that's your old your older son's Jeep you guys said. Yeah. So, uh I, I love the Jeep, by the way. I've got I got one as well back in January myself. So I, I'd always wanted oh, okay. one. So I'm, I enjoy the old Wranglers as well. So, uh, so and, totally enjoyed that, that as well. That was just by happenstance, you know. People, people, <laughs> they you know they see the Jeep, and of course the the narratives go out and all that other kind of crap. But but what they don't <laughs> know is he, he he had a he had a convertible Mustang GT GT that was two years old. Um, that he totaled about two weeks before that. Oh, nice. So it, that's the only reason that we purchased him a new vehicle at that point. But he, right. he's always wanted. He's always wanted one. He, you know, he just graduated with his bachelor's degree, 
and we say, you know what, you, you're you're a good kid, so we'll we'll bless you with one. There you go. That's awesome. And and that that's another thing that I have enjoyed seeing you on on social media, kind of, you know, getting to know you a little bit. But you definitely don't shy away from from speaking your mind and uh, setting setting the record straight on things. Because <laughs> that whole thing came out. I saw a lot of, uh, oh yeah, red and black Jeep, huh? You know that kind of narrative going <laughs> yeah. on. And uh, you you quickly let everybody know. <laughs> no, that's and, not and, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 crazy because they you know people. This... <laughs> One thing that I am so – you can see I'm trying to keep my words right. One, one thing, I am so glad this recruiting crap is over with to the point to where people are so flipping disrespectful and yeah. the, the, the way that they can say stuff about a family, the way they can say stuff about a minor child is unacceptable. I can't – as a father, I can't sit back and just let you bully my family. That's not that's not what my role is in my in my household. However, you know, while I set the record straight, I'm gonna I'm still gonna maintain my integrity. And I think it, for us, it was to me personally because I know, you know, we work our butt off every single day to be able to provide for our family and basically have financial freedom. It's a slap in the face for somebody to infer that the only reason you can afford to do whatever you want to do is because the school has paid you off. I take offense to that. You know what I mean? So that's, that's why I can't let stuff like that just go by the wayside. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It's, you know, social media is kind of a blessing and a curse. You know, it's, it's great to have the interaction with fans and with people and you, you know, you really get to know people and, for somewhat and then uh but yeah. then also it also gives some some people turns them into the old you know keyboard warrior guys you know and come in and <laughs> try to try to you know like you say kind of basically bully people a lot of times online it's ridiculous exactly and that's that's why you know i stand six six three two hundred eighty five pounds i welcome anybody to have those same conversations with me <laughs> with that same amount of with that same amount of passion it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, let's just let's just tell it like it is. There's a bunch of little punks behind a keyboard that wouldn't say a <laughs> damn word to anybody's face because exactly. somebody got in their face at Peter Pan. <laughs> oh, uh, that, that leads me. That leads me into one. Have you uh have you got a chance to meet Swiss Dad? I know you get a lot of that on Twitter. Um, you know what? So it's interesting. We 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 interact. Uh, we interact on social media. We've definitely had phone and text message conversations. We were we were trying to hook up when we were when we were there, but I was on such a tight schedule, or we were on such a tight schedule, we didn't get a chance to meet in person. But we definitely have fostered a relationship. And it, that dude is a different kind of big, though, man. I, yeah, that, that, that's a different kind of big. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 yoked up, man. RV dad you oh man and that's what's pretty that's what's been pretty fun too the, the way the the way the fans have been having fun with you know Mr. Holyfield Mr. Swift and myself that's that's just been that's been pretty fun you know what I mean to to see the banter and all of that kind of stuff oh see we oh, um, we, we 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 letting y'all get out the bus first <laughs> Let, let us pass that eyeball test, huh? 
<laughs> so, so can you comment on um, how Kirby recruits family members compared to other universities, how he stacks up on on how he approached y'all as a family? One thing that I one thing that I really liked um, about Coach Smart was, like he's a players coach, so you know young younger coach, um, and just the, the way his sense of humor, the way he'll joke around, the, the way he'll run around and play with the kids, but when it's time to get busy, it's time to get busy, and they know where that line is, and for us that's that's huge. For Kendall, that's huge. He wa- he wants a coach that's relatable, not you know, not someone that sits on the 17th floor of a building and is just a figurehead. He wants somebody that he has access to and that can, you know, that can, that can be impressionable upon him. And I'm going to tell you, one of the things that impressed Coach, Coach with us, Coach, ah, let me start over. One thing that impressed us the most with Coach Smart was something that happened um, when we came for our unofficial visit. You know, coming off of, and, and I have to say it, I have to preface it with this, I had a, you know, we had a chance to meet Justin Fields when he was, in, um, when he was in, at Ohio State. Kendall spent some time with him. Matter of fact, um, Fields was Kendall's host. Um, he had nothing but positive stuff to say, nothing ill to say about Georgia at all. However, you know, social media, you know the media, I guess there was a situation there, and whatever happened, happened, and, you know, social media ran with it. So, of course, that's going to be a concern of ours because we have limited information. So one of the things that um, Carl and I talked about was, hey, should we bring this up? Should we talk about it? Should we talk about what the tone is down here, this and that? And one thing she said was she said, you know what, don't bring it up because they'll bring up whatever they think is important. I said, you know what? You're right. That's fair. And I remember us sitting inside the recruiting lounge, um, actually not the recruiting lounge, but one of the rooms overlooking the indoor practice field and talking to Coach Smart. And he actually brought up the, um, the diversity and inclusion that's down at Georgia, how they handle, how they handle things, how they look at it. The, 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 just the systems that they have in place to help mitigate through that type of stuff. I was really impressed with that because of the simple fact here we are, this black family coming from California, sending our son down to the, you know, the, the, the old racist South, quote, unquote, right? But the simple fact that, he, that it was important enough for him to let us know that, hey, man, it's not like that. It's, it's far from the right. truth of what it's like down here. You can feel comfortable. You can ask around. You can see. You can talk to these kids. You can. To, for us, that was huge because that's the only program, specifically in the South, that addressed that. So that that right there was a big thing for us. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And you uh, you had another a good point too. Again, going back to the social media thing about you know. With the field situation, if it was such a, and I had kind of said this as well in discussions about that whole scenario, but if the family truly felt unsafe, I guess you could say, why would they send their daughter to the same exact school, you know? Right, right. So, and and, yeah. and after, I, I, I don't know if you, you probably saw the, the post that I did tweet out about that, and and I actually had an opportunity to talk to Pablo, um, Justin's dad. He reached out to me, and we had a, we had a really good conversation. And 
I, I, you know, I, I, I won't disclose a lot of what we talked about, but what I can tell you is that's a, that's a really good family. Um, their, head, their head is on straight, and there's, I think her name is Jaden. Jaden is having a heck of a time down there at Georgia. She's enjoying herself. She's enjoying her teammates, enjoying the coaching, and, you know, the, the family is more than comfortable with her being down there. Right. Talking with uh, Chris Milton, father of Kendall Milton, Georgia Bulldog commit running back and for 2020. Uh, you're on Field Street Forum Live. How is uh, Kendall's high school season going? So Kendall, Kendall will actually, he's preparing to play his second game of the season. The, our, opening, our opening week, we opened against Narbonne, which is a national powerhouse, and he took close to 30 reps that game and um he had a busy off season he didn't get a lot of rest and so um it was a a, a bad sprain slight tear in his quad and it's, it's been about five and a half six weeks he's 100 percent healthy and he's preparing to take the field tomorrow night um he's rested he's healthy he's strong he hasn't missed a step he's feeling good and he's hungry so he'll be he'll be Ready, ready to play his second game of the season tomorrow night. Oh wow! Yeah, I thought I thought tomorrow night was his first game back. I couldn't remember if it was tomorrow or next week. Yeah, yep. Tomorrow night, seven o'clock our time. Nice, nice. Um, let's see. What? Uh, you know, you said he got his first. You know, I guess offer back in eighth grade. When did you first? feel like, you know, he had a poss- the possibility of, you know, becoming one of the top running backs in the country, you know, that kind of, you know, level of, of, of ability. When did it first kind of say, hey, there's – I mean, because you obviously, you know, your your older son is playing Division One football already as well. So, you know, it was kind of both of them. When did you kind of see that, you know, kind of athleticism and, and ability kicking in? So if I'm going to be 100% honest, I never looked at it as if he could be one of the best in the country. That was that was never a stretch goal for ours. Um, through the process, uh, because we're we're a fairly humble family, man, and we knew that Kendall was good, you know, because we'd see what he'd do on the youth football field, junior high field, and all of that. So we knew he was good. Our goal, our stretch goal, was to get college paid for. That that right. that's what the goal was. Right. But all of a sudden, it took off. And he's being mentioned in conversations about, you know, being the best in the nation or top top percentage in the nation and all of that. And these coaches these coaches will tell you, Coach McGee will tell you, I asked him a couple times, like, bro, like for real, what like what do you see in Kendall? Like, do you honestly truly feel like he's an SEC back? Because I'm I'm dad. I look at it from this point that this is this is just my baby boy who's pretty good at football. <laughs> I, I don't I don't see what you guys see. I see a pretty good athlete, but I don't see what you see. So mm-hmm. I think I it never it never got to the point to where we said, you know what, yep, he's gonna be the best in the country or he we never got to that point. I, I don't think even now it, it we look at it like that. You know what I mean? It's it's probably mm-hmm. it probably sounds crazy to hear, but we don't look at it like that. We embrace the stuff that comes his way and we just know that at any given point, somebody can come take his spot. So we got to keep working. You can't be comfortable, you know, with with a title. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. And that it also keeps him keeps that drive too to, you know, if you don't feel like you're the best, you're going to keep striving to to try to you know achieve that. You know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like it's for him in 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 different games he. In his mind, he has something to prove. For whatever reason, he has something to prove. So that's what keeps him hungry, and that's what keeps him fighting for yardage and falling forward and all of that kind of stuff because he feels like he has something to prove. And, you know, I admire, that's, I admire that about him, that he, he isn't comfortable. He hasn't gotten arrogant because of how other people regard him. You know, mm-hmm. I, I guess when he gets to the point, and hopefully he doesn't get to the point to where, he feels that he's the best of the best because, you know, then that arrogance kicks in and you start losing contracts. So <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want to get, we don't want to get to that point. Right. Right. Keep wanting to use your helmet. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. Who, who was your, uh, was there a school that you had initially, you know, being in California, you know, was there some of the, was there a USC or, like a USC or Pac Pac twelve school, or was there somewhere that that you thought was going to be his school of choice, or or somewhere you you preferred him to go to? No, so I didn't. So okay, so what we originally thought his school of choice would be was USC because that's always been his dream school from from day one. Always been his dream school. Um, <laughs> so this again, this is funny because so when you asked me, was there any particular school that I wanted him to go to? It was every school that we visited. After that visit, I wanted him to go to that school. <laughs> that, that's really that's really how it was. You you, uh, you 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 leave you leave this school and like, man, you know what? You should go there, man. I I can see you there. Then the next week you had a school, bro. Hey, bro, I can see. You know, it was it was <laughs> it was that. And then, but thank goodness for Kendall that he's not emotionally driven. And my mom isn't emotionally driven. I think I'm more impulsive than, than everybody. But after we truly sat down and looked at it as a business, then, you know, you have to pull the emotion out and you have to ensure that everything makes sense. But, yeah, for me, it was never one particular school. For him, childhood dream was USC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, the re- on the recruiting trail, did you guys – you kind of, you know, alluded to it earlier that, you know, kind of the authenticity that the Georgia coaches have, the, you know, the, the realness kind of thing and, and, and several others as well. Did you guys run across any that you just kind of got a, yeah, <laughs> Man, I don't think we're going to go here kind of vibe from any coaches. <laughs> you know what? I, I won't say so when you when you visit a campus, everybody shows you the best. Everybody shows you the best that they have, and it's kind of it's kind of like when you know growing up and you know your family's having company over, you better be on your best behavior. So everybody's on their best behavior. But as you continue to engage with people, um, as you continue to have casual conversations and such, you start to realize things that are inconsistent. You start to realize contradictory things. Um, so nobody was just totally vile or anything like that but you know the the heart of a man can only be hidden for so long and i think that was one of the blessings of him being recruited early because it was a it was a lot of time that people had to be in character Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then you, then you really find out who people are when you tell them no. All right. Right. That, that, that's a great, great point. Um, hey, speaking of telling people no, I, I have a personal question for uh, Mr. Milton. Okay. So we have a guy that usually gets on our podcast named Terrell. He's about as big as you. Okay. <laughs> so I've been I've been challenging him and challenging him to an arm wrestling match, and he keeps ducking me because he's scared of me. <laughs> so 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 I mean, if I challenge you to an arm wrestling match, I mean, we we could make it happen next time next time you're in Athens. I'm just letting you know I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't do it for free. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we can we can we can we can do it, but I I'm not gonna do it for free. Dre, that, that's on you, dog. Hey, we we can set it up on uh, we can live stream it and charge like a pay per view. <laughs> hey, hey, however you want to do it, however you want to do it, just as long as it hit my PayPal account, we good. <laughs> See, people gonna be mad because it won't last for about two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> they, hey, we could just keep loop. We could keep looping the replay. <laughs> It'd be like now you, now, now you really try to embarrass me. <laughs> Oh man! Now are you got are you got I, I, I pick on Terrell all the time because he's about I pick on Terrell all the time because he's about twice my size and he killed me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and he knows that. That's why he's trying to spare you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you guys originally uh, California residents? Yes, or? I am. I'm born and raised in California. Mom is born, and she's Midwest. She's all Midwest. Um, her career brought her to California. So, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Cali guy. There you go. And, and is, it, is it true about California? They know how to party? Man, depending on which part of California you're in. Central, Cali- Central California, not so much. <laughs> down at, you, get, you, you, you get down to L.A., yeah, you can, you can have a good time down in L.A. Right. I mean, that's what Tupac always said, you know. I mean, Tupac and Dre and uh, <laughs> in, in California, no side of But you know what? It, when, when that song came out, it was a different California, too. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was a different California. Yeah, that was, that was, it was, it was less, um, less stuck up Cali, man. <laughs> How, uh, how much are you still hearing from from coaches and and everything? Is this, you said you're kind of sick of the recruitment, you know, scenario and everything. Is it is it still going on? Is it still ongoing? Have you have you guys kind of, you know, kind of tried to shut things down, change phones, whatever, whatnot? <laughs> um, we we I mean to be to be completely transparent, there, there's a couple schools that still reach out and, and honestly, as I expect them to. Um, you know, in, in this game, it's not over until that ink hits the paper. But they do know that we are 100% vested in UGA. They know they know that we're going. But they're doing exactly what they should do, keep the line of communication open in the event something major happens. And we've been, we've been 100% transparent to let them know that 
unless unless the whole coaching staff ups and leaves, there's we're 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 rooted. You know what I mean? And they they respect that. And you know through through this, we've met some pretty cool guys. To be completely honest with you, um, some that we have mutual friendships with 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 other people and didn't know it or whatever the case may be. So you know that's been the extent. We don't nobody talks football, and they, honestly, they don't even reach out often. But it's just that. You know that 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 random that random text just checking in or whatever the case may be, but mm-hmm. no, but we we are 100% rooted, flag planted, currently <laughs> looking for condo, looking currently looking to purchase a condo in Athens. That's that's how committed we are. There you go. Yeah, I saw that so, was another reply on on social media. The flag is planted. That's right. Had to because. Somehow it was a rumor going on. Man, I and I <laughs> social media is funny. I um Trolls. on Sunday on Sunday I, I watching the Saints game and I can't even remember who they were playing Sunday night, but watching the Saints game, I was sitting on the couch and they were announcing the starting lineup and it seemed like every person was from the Ohio State. The Ohio State I'm like, goodness grief. And so I tweeted, Goodness grief, if the whole defense go to Ohio State I guess what people heard is Kendall's going to Ohio State because then all of a sudden this chatter start talking about he's flipping and the, um, somebody heard that he's going. I'm like, come on, man, you guys, you guys really are that bored? <laughs> crazy. Man, that is quite a feeling of power, though, to say one little thing and then people just run with it. <laughs> I say, I, 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 I guess, I, I guess. <laughs> I guess if that's what you if that's what you want, then you know that's that that's what you can create because they they sure they sure will make you relevant. <laughs> so your uh, your brother in law uh, Kevin Hardy has he had much of a uh, impact on Kendall's athletic career? You know what you know what Kevin is Kevin Kevin is a very even keeled sharp dude. So what? Kevin's influence has been is like the business side, the kind of like gaming him up on how to be a responsible athlete, um, how to how to keep his brand, maintain his integrity, and and have longevity um, from the business standpoint, if that makes sense. So that's what Kevin has really that's really has been con- his contribution to Kendall and Kalan, my oldest son as well. That's really what Uncle Kevin has been. He knows, you know, and, and obviously, you know, he he didn't do much for Kendall because he played on the offensive side of the ball, but my oldest son played defensive back. So when he would go to games and maybe see him tackle or see him break down or pursuit or whatever, you know, obviously the linebacker in him kicks in and, you know, he'll he'll help his nephew. But other than that, that's, that's what Uncle Kevin has been. He's been that consultant for the business side. Hey, the the 2020 defense alignment in Tennessee, Jay Hardy. Is he related to Kevin? No, I don't think so. I, I, okay, I, I can't I can't remember if he was or not. Yeah, no, I don't. I would I would have heard about it. Yeah, I don't think so. With the, uh, you know, you talk about the process of recruiting and everything. What would be your advice to other parents out there? You know, maybe not even, you know, with I mean, not even with a, you know, Power Five or or Division One 
prospects, you know, for kids, what would be your advice for the recruiting process that you've kind of learned or since, you know, the last, what, seven, eight years or so? To 100% take responsibility and ownership of your recruiting. Um, and that's kind of trifold. You know, there's so many recruiting services out there that personally I don't believe in. Um, take control of your recruiting. Take ownership of your recruiting. The second thing is, you know, I would tell families, you know, as, as much, you know, as starstruck as you may be because you sit in Nick Saban's office or Kirby Smart's office or Herm Edwards or any big coach in the country, as starstruck as you are, you have to really check that at the door because you're interviewing them just as much, if not more, as they're interviewing you. And I think that would be the biggest pieces of, um, of information, at least to navigate through the recruiting process. Um, also, also, one thing that, I, that, that we really did is kind of like, I won't say necessarily vet the information, but you have to understand that recruiters are ultimately professional salespeople. And what they're telling you, they're likely telling the next recruit in the next city that they're going to talk to. So you have to be able to um, have a long-term memory, take notes, um, things that are very important to you, take notes so that you can quote verbatim what was said to you when it's time to, you know, hold the feet to the fire. Um, th those, are some, those are just some of the things that I would honestly let people know. And when you're going through the recruiting process, you're always being recruited. When you're walking through the mall, when you're in traffic, when you're on social media, when you're on um, whatever, you're always being recruited. So don't ever think that you're safe because they find out everything. They ask around the community. They walk into businesses. They ask random people. They, they, they're making, you know, in a lot of situations, quarter of a million dollar investment in you. And so they're not going to waste any money. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, when did let's see? Hey, there's a there's a, there's a reason they make the money they make, and they're good at what they do. <laughs> uh, no, and, and you're and you're a hundred percent right. You are one hundred percent right, man. And their whole thing is is going to be the attrition. They're going to recruit people that are going to be around. Right, and they don't they don't want the risk. They who 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 wants to assume the risk of a product that you don't think is going to last? So they rather not have you, even if you have the talent, right? Mm -hmm. Did uh, Kendall or uh, Kalani have? Did they play other sports post? You yeah, know, little. Yeah, both of them played basketball and both of them ran track as well. Uh huh. Okay. Kendall, actually, Kendall wrestled too. Kendall, Kendall actually started wrestling in fourth grade. Um, so funny, he wrestled literally fifty percent of the time. And his four, his first year wrestling, after wrestling for five months, he took third in the nation um, at Reno World. Then the next year, he won a state and national title in wrestling. Imagine that. <laughs> So funny, so funny, and of course, and it it, it made okay. people mad because if you if you know the wrestling community, like man, they they really do that stuff, right? Wrestling is a culture is is for real. So here you have this kid who 
wrestles as a hobby, and just straight athleticism and strength, he's, he's just kicking people's butt. It was it was quite it was quite an experience. It really was. <laughs> Man. Did uh we tried to we tried to get him to keep wrestling through junior high and at that point he was like, nah, it's for real now. I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, people done. people people always talk about the, the rabbit college football fans. I'm telling you right now, the ones you better watch out for are the wrestling moms. Oh my gosh! Oh no! Yeah, those moms are hardcore. The rest, the wrestling dads are overzealous. The moms are hardcore. The the wrestling dads act like they might as well walk around with a singlet on with the the arrogance <laughs> that they have. <laughs> the moms don't play. Yeah, the the moms are hurt you. <laughs> they will. Hey, I've seen I've seen wrestling moms curse grown men out. And the and the husband and the husband sit back and watch like he better not he better not intervene. <laughs> I said I can't I can't do this I'm good. <laughs> Mr. Milton, you, your your home state there has been in the quite a in the news quite a bit with the uh, in regards to NCAA athletics with the uh, signing of the uh, allowing student athletes to be able to profit on their likeness, where do you kind of, you know, I've, I've heard some resistance to it, mostly from the NCAA, but for the most part, I think most people are kind of for it. So what, where do you kind of, you know, stand on it and what are kind of your thoughts on, on the whole proposal? So I have to preface it with this. As it stands right now, January 1st, 2023 is when it is supposed to be enacted. And I know other states are currently looking at it. So I have to be clear that nine times out of ten, Kendall won't be impacted by this. Because um, if God says the same, he'll be preparing for the draft in 2023 after doing three years. However, when you look at these athletes, man, and what they're bringing to the table, the amount of money that they're making for the universities and also for the NCAA, there's a reason why the NCAA is a billion-dollar industry. They're not, it's not like they have a product and they have it in your local Target or Walmart to where they can, you know, mark up the price and make money off of. Their product are these kids. And at the end of the day, and, and I, instead of using the word their likeness, I straight up say their name. They are using these kids' names and making money off of their names. I don't, I don't, I don't see why it should be a problem for these kids to be able to monetize their own name. Now, what I will say, what I will say is, because they are students, and because there there are certain other things that could play into effect, such as if you're on the if you're on a team and um, so, you know, your quarterback or your running back has these endorsements and they're making this money, but you're the lineman that's blocking for them, right? How do you keep the morale within that team to say, well, he's making money and I'm not, but I'm working just as hard every single play? So I do believe that there needs to be a conversation between the NCAA and um, whoever else is influential in this to set some parameters in place. I feel like the NCAA often puts out rules that are half-baked, which ultimately gets them in trouble, like the transport portal. It's a great idea, but the whole concept was completely half-baked 
which is why, you know, people end up making a mockery out of it. So I think they definitely need to put something together, um, really use laser-like focus to figure out all the, all the things that could happen and, and let these kids' families, man. I mean, you have some kids that may not be able to go to the league after college. So you mean to tell me, granted, I got an education, but we're not going to quote that over. I, I, I don't. So many people say their argument is, well, the school's giving them a free education and they should just give the money back. Shut up. I don't, I don't want to hear that part of it. It's just like when you go to work. When you go to work, you get your base salary. When these kids go to work, they're getting that education. When you're at work and you do better than what you were expected to do, you're able to get a bonus. When these kids do better than what they were expected to do, why can't they get a bonus off of their name? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, kind of, that's kind of the way that I break it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about the uh, what about the one? It was like the UFC kicker that had his own YouTube channel and was making money off of it. They made him shut it down. It's like maybe a few years ago now. Yeah. Just yeah, crazy stuff. Cool. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even hear about. It's not surprising, but I didn't even hear about that one. It's probably been it's probably been three or four years. years now. I bet, but I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, man. Let, yeah. let these kids, let these kids, let these kids create create a quality of life for themselves and their families, man. For some for some families, this this is the way out. For some families, this is the one that that changes the um, the generations to come. So if if I get hurt in college and I can't go, then what? You've made all this money while I'm here. Now I'm stuck. Come on, man. Come on. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only the only thing I was wondering about it is, I mean, again, it goes back to you know like the boosters and kind of creating jobs and and you know kind of like the, it was basically the whole back in I guess the eighties or nine early nineties when uh, Rhett Bomar and a couple of the guys in Oklahoma had jobs at a car dealership and and and. They never even showed up to work. They would they ended up going back and looking at like the work logs and stuff. They never would show up, but they still got paid <laughs> uh, by the dealership. And that's why the NCA. It's kind of like the NCA responds to uh, to things by you know like a fire hose for a for a putting out the fire in, in a fireplace or something. You know, it's like yeah. The, that was that was the precedent for them to initiate student athletes cannot have a job rule is basically what 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 initiated that yeah Uh, which is yeah which you know any other student can just go and get a job and help support themselves and and you know to be able to afford things but student athletes aren't aren't allowed to because of that rule because of the use of that rule i guess but um you know that was kind of the only thing I, i could think of that might you know, be something that really, truly needs to be looked at as a part of that. You know, it needs to be, you know, somehow, I don't, and I don't know how you, <laughs> if, if people, what is, what's the old say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, but, you know, uh, the, you know, people are going to go find rules and, and find ways around the rules no matter what. But And, and that's, uh, and, and yes, you're right, that's going to happen. And here's the thing, so if I'm looking at that, that's, 
I mean, that's unethical. That's just like in my business. If I have employees and I'm padding their time clock for them coming, that's actually a crime. It's time clock fraud. That's actually a crime. So those things, those things I think are completely different from an athlete out there busting their butt, putting in work, um, extra time in the gym, making sure that they are perfecting their craft, going out truly performing, and someone coming in and say, hey, you know what, I respect what you're doing. I respect your work. I would love to give you X amount of thousands of dollars if you, um, if you, you, know, you come endorse my clothing. I think those are two totally different type of, type of, type of um, situations that, that needs to be considered. And it is, like you said, you can't, you can't just put an umbrella up and say, nope, you just can't make money in any type of form or fashion. Yeah, right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's right, personally. Right. Especially especially when you telling me that I can go bust my butt on a on a Saturday and I can't make money, but you got your hand out getting a check that I would normally get. Come on now. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it, it's gone on for years, obviously. I remember Chris Weber at Michigan, he was yeah. you know, just you know, in the final four or whatever for two years in a row and then um, I think he was still contemplating whether to go in the draft or, or stay in school. And he walked by the, the bookstore and he saw all these, you know, Michigan number four jerseys basically, you know, for sale for like 60 bucks. And he's right. like, getting of it. but they're just saying, Oh, that's just the number four jersey. They're not saying it's Chris Weber, you know, <laughs> it's like, right. yeah, that's what he decided to I think we're going to go ahead and declare for the draft. <laughs> And, and if you think about it, if you watch that documentary about the Fab Five, they spoke to that. That's where mm-hmm. the Black Sox came from. That was their movement to basically shun the NCAA. It was, you know, they, they did subtle stuff to shun the NCAA for, for that reason, mm-hmm. for 100% that reason. Yep, yep. Um. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 going to be interesting. There's going to be, I think the, you know, that that can of worms has been open. There's no going back now. You know, um, yeah. Like you said, several have- states are initiating or, or looking at this, and yeah. I, I think I think what may happen is, I think the federal, uh, I think the federal side may jump in. And initiate something before the states do, honestly, and just kind of make it a, you know, a nationwide thing to start with. I, then, yeah, I think, yeah. And I don't know if the NCAA will be able to, you know, work with them on that, but hopefully so. But the NCAA, the NCAA is going to do whatever it needs to do to protect its profitability, and if they're they're a for-profit entity, so I get that side of it. Unfortunately, though, it's human labor that's ultimately making them profitable. Right, right. All right, Mr. Mill, when is when is the next trip over to Athens? Is it going to be? What, um, what do you? I think. I think right now we are looking at. Is it the? So I don't know if we'll hit Athens, but definitely I think that isn't the SEC championship in Atlanta or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll we'll be in Georgia for that, and then okay. the next trip to Athens probably won't be until January to drop Kendall off. 
Okay, so he is an early early enrollee. Yes, he's an early enrollee. He, he'll finish class in December, and mental, mentally, Kendall's already out of high school. He is so ready to go. He's <laughs> <laughs> ready to go. He, he's taking care of the formalities in his mind. Right, right. Is he doing one of the All Star games? Yes, he's doing the uh, what used to be the Army All Star game in San Antonio. Yes, he's gonna yeah. he'll be down there for that. So it'll it'll I know the dates used to coincide where some of the kids would basically just go straight from there and just come on to Athens. Yeah, so I think what I think the way it'll all work out is so we're already gonna say that Georgia play for a national championship, so he'll have an opportunity to I think practice for a bowl game or for that game, he'll be able to practice with the team, leave, go play in the all American game, and then yes, go straight to Athens. So I think that's perfect world. That's how it'll go. That's incredible. Uh, and before we let you go, what is what is his intended major right now? What's he leaning towards? Business with a um, emphasis on entrepreneurship. He he has he he he's a car fanatic. Um, he he's been that way since he could talk. So he has aspirations of opening um, car dealerships. Like more like an auto mall kind of a thing. That's what he ultimately wants to do. Okay. Awesome, man. That is fantastic. Well, Mr. Milton, this has been a true pleasure getting to talk with you and uh, kind of getting to know you a little better. Even actually hearing you talk instead of seeing the the, the typing on, on 240 characters or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> and like I said, we are we are looking forward to not only Kindle but you know, the entire Milton family, you know, becoming a part of the dog nation and everything. Like, like you said, you, you kind of noticed it. It's a big, it's a big family. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing for real. Yeah. 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 Good deal. Um, let everybody know what your, uh, if they're not already following you, if they, if they're hearing you here, wanting to see you on, get to know you a little more on social media. What is your, uh, Twitter handle for everybody to check you out. <laughs> My Twitter handle is Father of Ballers. Just Father <laughs> of Father of Ballers, man. That's that's it. I I was blessed to have two two footballers, and I'm just the Father of Ballers. That's fantastic. That is awesome. Um, well, again, thank you so much uh, for joining us, and uh, we will have this. Posted, we'll, we'll tag you on the uh, when we get this posted up and, and okay. let you share it and let everybody check it out and, and hear from you more. Hey, hey, hey Dre, that, that, that's funny. That's what Terrell called me when I beat him in arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Pay-per-view. <laughs> hey, don't. Don't be su- don't be surprised if I hold you to it. Hey, oh, no, don't, don't be doing all that though. <laughs> I'm waiting for that wire that it's going down. <laughs> hey, hey, don't be don't be doing all that. Up. I'm just I'm just talking crap over the phone. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no promise. That's all I can say. <laughs> Go dogs. Jason's not Go a keyboard dogs. warrior. He's a phone warrior. <laughs> <laugh
You know, don't keep me away from the games in Athens. I, w- I wouldn't be able to go back to a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Appreciate it, Mr. Milton, so much. And uh, and go dogs. Go dogs. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. That was Chris Milton, father of Kendall and Kalani. And Kendall will be coming to Athens here in 2020, class of 2020. Um, man, it's uh, that was fun, dude. We had uh, some some technical issues on the other side, but uh, we made it. We made it happen, and and it was well well worth it. Getting to, getting to talk with him for a bit. Um, so with that, I think we're going to wrap it up, and uh, we may try to get another little bit of podcast in. We're going to have this replay uh, posted up as soon as we can um, with the interview with, with Mr. Milton, and then we may try to put the two together come maybe Friday, possibly, so keep your eyes open on Twitter and uh, and uh, Facebook and everything on social media at Field Street Forum at Field ST Forum. Um, so yeah, Dustin, anything, any final thoughts or anything? Go dogs. Go dogs. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.